Hello and Maroon. NRL footy tips. Thanks to Autobahn Dubbo. Normally catching up with this dude on a Thursday. We're catching up on a Wednesday. Why would we be catching up with him on a Wednesday? Well, for obvious reasons. State of friggin' origin tonight. Up the blues, Maroon. Yeah, mate. Up the mighty blues. I think they go in as favourites tonight. I really do. I know not everybody agrees with me, with me Aloe, but I think they go in as favourites. And look, you know, we always talk about this Queensland culture. Um, it's a great Queensland side, isn't it? And I feel like Queensland have a history of blokes going great on debut. I can remember back to blokes like Choppy Close and Alfie Langer before most of us were born. You know, they always had blokes that went well on debut. And this coach is going to obviously know the Queensland DNA and the culture, Billy Slater. But this is all we hear about, Allo, Queensland culture and Queensland DNA. How are they going to get on tonight with 75,000 screaming New South Wales Blues fans. They run out there. And the Penrith connection, mate. You've got Cleary. You've got uh, Luai. You've got Yo. Uh, That's just around the middle there. Look, I just think New South Wales would be too good. It's basically the Panthers versus Queensland. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Look, I'm excited for this. I agree with you in the fact that Queensland's got this culture and this uh, really annoying ability to pull stuff from nowhere uh, and come back and win the game, especially when New South Wales look better on paper. Um, is there a way we can convince uh, the, the Blues that, they, that you know, they've got this in the bag? Well, I think all you got to do is, like, you know, create that atmosphere at Acor Stadium here in Sydney like they have at uh, Suncorp, where you just go out there in your colours, you score, absolutely scream the joint down. Yeah. Because, remember, we can get 80,000 into that joint, so... Um, yeah, you know, lame. Yeah, like compared, like so. I mean, I don't know what they're talking. I, I think, I think we are catching them in that culture, uh, DNA origin domain. Yeah. So, um, I just and as I say, Cleary, yeah, Isaiah Yo is such a good player. Jerome Luai, you got Toto. It's a big, a big Penrith connection, and then you got a bunch of guys that's been there, done that. You know, Damian Cook, Cam Murray. Um, so a great game, but New South Wales to win. Now, when you talk about Isaiah Yo, I mean, he's a local boy here to Dubbo, and, of course, he's played in origin before. I mean, he is a legend of the game. And he's obviously a premiership winner, a natural-born leader. Yeah. Uh, redefines, I think, the way he plays in that position. And he's got such wonderful ball skills and leadership skills. And, um, you know, it's on the back of blokes like him that New South, that uh, Penrith are where they are today. And, you know, again, I, I say, Luai and Cleary, if you... You're talking about a premiership-winning half-five-eight combination. Two blokes that have been playing together since they were at school. Yeah. Um, you know, but then again, that Queensland side—they got uh, this Ruben Cotter. I think he's going to have a great game on the boo for Queensland. Uh, Ruben Cotter, uh, DCE in Munster, so plenty of experience in the halves for those. They guys got your mate well. Cherry Evans back. He's back in there. DCE's back in there. So, yeah, look, I'm just looking forward to it, mate. I'm out there tonight at a function. Um, Oh, look at Mr. Wine and Dine over here. Mate, you know what they say about me, mate. I get him where water can't. I'll probably have Domino's or something on on speed dial. That'll be me tonight. But uh, State of Origin up the blues, Maroon. uh, I guess we'll catch up with you tomorrow morning. We can unpack the game and talk about uh, this round. We've got another smaller round again this week. Well, we're, we're back to normal this week. Sucked into all the Origin players, straight into it. Straight back into it. Two, two NRL games in one week. I've had a fair bit to do with Benny Hannett over the years and uh, working with him, and he obviously played for the Cowboys and the Broncos and has done the Queensland State of Origin thing. He said that State of Origin, after you hit State of Origin, you need like three or four days just to rest because the games are so uh, intensive. Uh, and then you've got these players going straight to their next round. 
the day after. So, uh, yeah, so, sucked into those guys. Uh, Maroon, we'll catch up to you with you tomorrow to unpack the latest round of NRL. That's Alan and Maroon's NRL footy tips. Right now, joined by the mayor of our fine city and region, Mr. Matthew Dickerson. Dicko, they're talking about, uh, what is this, 3D printed homes in our region? Is this legit? This is a legit thing. It's pretty exciting, actually. Councillor Matt Wright moved a motion through council to say that he wanted to reserve four blocks in our next release of land from mm. council, specifically for 3D printed homes. And councillors are very supportive of it. In fact, councillors, I think just about every councillor at the meeting spoke about that and said it would be fantastic. It might help us produce homes quicker, which is obviously fantastic. We, we need homes out there. It might actually produce cheaper homes and affordable housing is a problem for us. So that was something really interesting. But what's been fascinating out of that process is there are no 3D printed home companies in Australia at the moment. There's been no homes printed by a 3D method in this nation. Yeah. Certainly it's happening overseas. But the number of companies that have contacted us already to say, yes, we want to be a part of this. And we've already met with two of those. So it's actually a really exciting space. So I would love to see Dubbo be the first place in the nation to have a 3D printed home go up. What's the integrity of 3D printed homes? I mean, obviously they've got to be livable because there'd be there'd have to be standards around it. But in my mind, I just think, you know, cheap plastic when I think of 3D <laughs> printed items. <laughs> yeah, they're probably a little bit better than that. Yeah. And one of the interesting parts from council's perspective is we've got our planning department having discussions with the state government to make sure that all the BCA, the Building Code of Australia, all the legislation, the regulatory processes Mm. are satisfied, which obviously they will be. We just need to make sure those processes are gone through correctly. When you look at it, it's actually normally concrete. There are some 3D ones printed with plastic, but normally they're concrete. But it, it does come out, lays out the whole frame of the house in a like one layer and then it puts the next layer up. And then what you get on the outside is a kind of an uneven layer, but talking to some of these 3D manufacturers at the moment, they say you can turn it into a cement render pretty easy, so it just looked like a cement rendered just home. Just render over the top, people. yeah. Yes. Oh, looking forward to that and uh, definitely excited to see uh, what becomes of it. Let's talk the Macquarie River Master Plan. A couple of years ago, Council, previous to you uh, being in the top job, I mean, well, for the you know, in between you being in the top job the second time <laughs> round, um, they were talking about doing uh, kind of like a water frontage precinct. Is that on the cards again? Because that's a really cool idea, I reckon. Yeah, so you're talking about there the old Regan Park Master Plan, and that was in existence many years ago, and it's been changed a little bit. And so we wanted to go and revisit it. In fact, uh, Councillor Josh Black brought a notice of motion a couple of months ago yeah. about the whole Regan Park area and the master plan for that. And so in looking at that, we've actually gone a step further than that and said, well, why should we focus just on that Regan Park area? There's a whole lot of river frontage that we could maybe take advantage of and utilise in a better way. So we've kind of got this green spine through the middle of the, the city. So that river we've got is beautiful. And the track of Riley Cycleway, people love to be on there and take advantage of that river. Yeah. Let's look at that whole area. So right up past for example, where the netball courts are and the touch footy ovals, look at all that area there, look at the other side of the river along there and see how we can best take advantage of our river. Oh, I, I agree. And like, I mean, I know it's a bit of a floodplain, but I, like I instantly think the Wagga Beach, you know, they've got uh, water frontage, grass frontage all the way down to the water. You can actually, you know, launch and retrieve kayaks without having to climb down steep riverbanks. And there's a, there's a cafe down there. Yeah, and keep in mind that there are some clever building techniques now where you have got a floodplain and some of those areas there might flood once every 10 years or yeah. a one in 10 year flood or a one in 100 year flood level. But you can build things there. For example, there's the original Regan Park master plan 
had a plan for a cafe-type structure that made it easy for you to bring all your equipment in and use it as a cafe, but also if a flood came along... Take it out. You've obviously got a little bit of warning. Yeah, take yeah. it out. For example, our toilet block down there behind Bly Street is a flood goes through, water goes away, you come in, careful of the snakes. There's usually a few snakes that have got stuck in the toilet block somewhere there, hose out the mud, and away you go again. So yeah. you can build structures like that, and you can have different things, whether it be cafes or, for example, down at the moment where Ollie Robbins Oval is, which is again just behind, say, Church Street, that area there on the riverbank, there's a current plan that we will be progressing with at the moment in terms of a little theatre area. Now, again, that's a a bit of a stage, a bit of an area where you can have small concerts there, and that, that whole construction will be able to go underwater and basically, again, just hose it off when the water goes down. Amazing. Uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing uh, where council leads with all of those sorts of things. Mayor Matthew Dickerson, thank you so much for your time this morning. My pleasure. Always good to chat. As we do every Monday, catch up with local MP Dougal Saunders, who's just casually throwing over a million dollars into things around the Central West this week, Dougs. Oh, <laughs> I like to mix it up a bit. Mate, offer a bit of cash here and there where it's possible. <laughs> Look, it's been a great week, actually. Over the last week, um, doing a lot of sort of official openings of things, including some major sporting infrastructure and... Um, you know, lots of, lots of people talk about the, the different things that can benefit out of financial assistance and our sporting ovals and amenities yeah. is certainly one of that. So look at a great, um, had a great, great week around the place, including at Kennard Park, um, which is the Wellington Cowboys home ground, of course. Katoni Staggs playing for the Blues in origin number one in a couple of nights. Mm. Looking forward to a great show from him, but he, he basically started his career at Kennard Park. Um, we've upgraded the amenities there. So new change room fit outs, new canteen fit out and importantly, brand-new toilets that were situated um, on both sides of the oval. So no matter where you're sitting, you're close to a toilet now, which is fantastic. And then we um, we did some stuff at Dubbo, so the Apex Oval, the junior rugby league clubhouse there. It's had a major facelift, new toilets, new change rooms. Yeah. And junior rugby league, as you well know, if you're anywhere near there on a Saturday morning um, or a Sunday or sometimes midweek, depending on the comp, it is packed out. Yeah. Like, there are kids and parents everywhere. So these new change rooms... It's amazing. Like, the difference is phenomenal. So we've spent, yeah, 500k on that. And then South Dubbo over where Dubbo Demons are based, but also Ultimate Frisbee and plenty of other user groups there as well. Redid the whole amenities block there, extended it, put a a new sort of front deck on it. So you've got a bit of undercover protection if it's a bit rainy and windy um, and all the toilets and a canteen and stuff there were 350k. So you're right. Uh, about a mil and a half. One, um, not one yeah. point three between the three locations. From just looking at those three <laughs> on their own, <laughs> which is fantastic to be able to support local sporting groups. Yeah, and, and this is this is a range of groups that you know that will benefit from this. Not just one user, but but a range. And it, yeah, look, really, really good collaboration with our regional council on this. And pleased that these are all up and running for for what's a pretty important part of the season right now. Well, it's, it, and local sport is so important, as you said. It's so busy. Uh, like, I mean, it's not even just like. Like junior rugby, like soccer in Dubbo. If you go to the soccer, you can't even get a park. I mean, the <laughs> soccer fields in Dubbo, there's that many fields. You'd think you'd never have a problem getting a park, but it's so busy. Like, it's so good to see uh, local families just getting out and about, enjoying the sunshine and, and local sport. It's, I just think it's a great thing, uh, culture-wise. Exactly. And when you think about what's happened over the past couple of years, when we didn't get to do that, look at look at it now. It's just yeah. everything is back pumping. The Dubbo region is pumping, and that's awesome. Huge thumbs up as well. I appreciate more toilets being around at sporting facilities because if there's one close to me as I get older, it's, it's more important. Uh, let's talk about SOMAD as well. You've, you've uh, pledged some money to these guys. Yeah, look, SOMAD's the, the original or the songwriters and original musicians who are sort of part of the Dubbo community now. They run under Western 
skies. They do a lot of music events. And, mm. um, and, and also, some of them are sort of larger scale, but lots of smaller scale ones they do around town encouraging songwriters and, and musicians to be part of things. So um, they just were successful in applying for about 12 and a half grand through one of our Create New South Wales funds to help support some of the things they're doing for the rest of this year and into next year. And that really helps underwrite a variety of live music performances, which is fantastic. So had a bit of a jam session with Fred Randall the other day. He jammed, I watched, and... Uh, you didn't get good. on the bass guitar? No, I, look, I, 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 I tried. <laughs> do, do the tricky neck bass guitar thing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but it's... Well, like, that's the thing. There's so many different opportunities in Dubbo for art, culture, sport, yeah. music. You know, it's awesome at the moment. So really good to be able to support a range of different groups. And a final thing before I nick off for today is just a reminder about your free flu shots. If you haven't got a flu jab, please take advantage of it. It's one of those things that's starting to spread at the moment. And I've got friends who have got little ones who have picked up the flu now. You can get a flu check, actually, when you're doing a PCR test as well. Yeah. They're doing the whole range. Just consider it. You can get a free jab through your GP or pharmacist. And this flu season is, is going to be probably fairly problematic. So... If you get the chance, I would encourage you to do that quickly as you can. Local MP Dougald Saunders, thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll catch up with you again next week. Good on you, Ella. Have a good one, mate. Bye.